Ready to break free from algorithms, vanity PR, and money-sucking ads? My name's Larissa Worstiak, and I've learned in seven years of jewelry marketing that content is the crown jewel. My agency, Joy Joya, takes a holistic approach, leading with laser-focused storytelling, impactful content creation, and strategic content distribution. This method has worked for the solopreneur as well as the multi-million dollar company, and now I'm sharing the same systems and tactics with you. Here's to standing out in the sea of sparkle. Welcome to episode 267. Today, I wanna talk about how you can use Instagram as a customer experience channel. Using Instagram in this way is like turning the popular social media platform into a digital space where your business can interact with fans and customers in various engaging and friendly ways. Imagine Instagram as a lively market where businesses set up their colorful stalls or their Instagram profiles to display their products and interact with all the people walking by, like their followers and potential customers. Unfortunately, many businesses use Instagram to simply broadcast their messages to people. They have a specific goal, usually selling a product, and they expect that everyone who sees their post will be automatically eager to purchase that product. But prioritizing customer experience involves taking the time to interact with customers and actively, keyword here, actively build relationships with them. The way people engage with Instagram is evolving with an ever-increasing emphasis on video content. It's really becoming more of an entertainment platform than a traditional social media platform. And as a result, your content may be viewed by people who don't necessarily like or comment on it because they're just scrolling by trying to distract or entertain themselves. And this shift really requires a smarter approach to crafting a customer experience. So we'll be talking about how to use Instagram, not just as an endpoint, but as a starting point to encourage people to connect with your brand in various ways. We'll be looking at this topic through the lens of Hillary Fink Jewelry, who we've been spotlighting as a jewelry brand case study, If you're joining the podcast series for the first time this season, I'd suggest starting with episode 252. That way you can meet Hillary and understand the journey we've been on up to now. But before our conversation with Hillary, I'll discuss when it makes sense for a jewelry brand to shift its focus to boosting customer experience on Instagram, some ideas for doing so, and how to use Instagram as a springboard for other marketing efforts. But before we get to that solid gold, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this podcast has both audio and video, so you can either listen on your favorite podcast platform or watch on YouTube by searching Joy Joya. You can support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, my sparklers, let's get into today's episode, which is all about using Instagram as a customer experience channel, which means your business on Instagram isn't just selling at people on Instagram, but you're also creating an engaging, interactive, 
and friendly space where customers can see your products, talk to you, give you feedback, and feel like they're part of a community all through their phone or computer screens. So when does it make sense for a jewelry brand to focus more on building and boosting customer experience through Instagram? Well, first of all, if you feel like the algorithm just hasn't been doing you any favors and you've been frustrated by low engagement and you're thinking there must be something else I can do or you've kind of just given up, This is the something else that you can do. This is the new approach, the new focus that you can take to really work with the followers and the engagement that you have. So that's one sign. Two, this could help you stand out in a competitive market. We know Instagram is full of jewelry brands, even just like fashion and accessories brands. So if you're focusing more on customer experience, and you're focused on personalized interactions and really engaging content, that can help make your brand more memorable. Also, if you've received customer feedback, like let's say you've heard from your customers that they want more interaction, they want enhanced engagement, they feel a little bit disconnected from your brand, this is a chance for you to kind of connect with them on a more personal, engaging level. Definitely, if you've got some new products or collections up your sleeve and you've been looking for ways to bring more attention to them because you feel in the past that your launches have fallen flat, these moments are perfect opportunities to create more immersive, engaging experiences on Instagram, whether you're showcasing your new products through stories, definitely through live video and through more interactive and creative posts, special promotions or events. I think this is a really good time of year to talk about this because we know Black Friday has basically become like an e-commerce marathon. And there's so much noise out there. It's very crowded, not just in jewelry, but you're competing with like every product a person could possibly buy because they're trying to figure out how to delegate their money on all the gifts, on all the things they want to treat themselves to. So enhancing the customer experience, finding ways to really actively engage customers get them excited and involved, emotionally tied to your brand. If you're having a special promotion or an event, that will get that will make it more likely that people will pay attention to you. Also, if you're a newer to market brand or you really feel like your brand perception needs a boost because one, maybe the brand feels a little distant, especially if you are fine or luxury, Or maybe you feel like you could be more customer-centric. Or maybe you just feel like you're kind of like a nobody in the marketplace. Working on customer experience on Instagram can really help improve your brand's image and, again, connect more deeply with your audience. Also, if you either want to encourage more user-generated content or find opportunities to share user-generated content that you have, 
focusing on customer experience makes it a no-brainer to really get your customers involved and show how they are wearing and enjoying your jewelry. And if you're seeking to improve customer loyalty and get those first-time purchasers to come back again and again, then focusing on customer experience is really the key to building that loyalty because you'll be engaging with customers in a meaningful way and they will really feel like they have a relationship with you and loyalty to your brand. So you're thinking, okay, okay, Larissa, I get it. It's important. How do I do it? So here are some ideas for actually using Instagram as a customer experience channel. Let's talk about the most obvious one first. Instagram is of course, a platform with a focus on visual content. So how can you take what Instagram is, this very visual platform, and use that to boost customer experience? Well, of course, we have that focus on visual elements, whether that's photos, carousels, videos, the reels format, live streaming, These really open up extensive possibilities for you to create those captivating customer interactions. So maybe you're soliciting their opinions, inviting them to join in contests. That really helps foster a lively and reciprocal dialogue. You wanna ask for their feedback. You wanna ask questions and captions. You wanna use the imagery, the videos to kind of provoke a response and then support that with the captions. Really make it so they can't not engage, so they have to stop, take a moment, see what this is that you're posting, rather than just doing their normal habit of scroll, 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 ignore, 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 being distracted, being distracted, being distracted. So use all of the different formats that Instagram offers you, be intentional with them, And try to really put all your effort into making everything you post as interesting as possible and not just like a throwaway, oh, I guess I have to post today. Let me just put up a picture of my jewelry because I would rather you take the time to think through how this can be as engaging as possible rather than just post for the sake of posting. That's not going to help you in any way. And Instagram stories in particular, I love this for a distinctive method for connecting with customers. One, because the content is like more temporary, it will only last for 24 hours. And two, the stories are really like a direct portal to your DMs. So rather than someone like leaving a comment on a post, that's like one step away from having a conversation in DMs and stories If they were to respond to you, they're in your direct message box and you have direct access to them. So really lean into those stories. Use all the features like polls, quizzes, the option to share and acknowledge responses. This not only boosts engagement, but it also shows that you appreciate and you care about your followers. And that contributes to an improved perception of your brand and stronger ties with your audience. So back to some more general tips. 
Make sure you're responding to all comments. Even if someone just leaves you like a heart emoji, I want you to respond to them. So you are not just going on Instagram to post and ditch the platform and leave and not engage with it for the rest of the day or use a scheduling tool and never logging into the platform at all. You need to spend time on there actually engaging with comments check your direct message inbox for requests to see if people are DMing you and make that DM a true like support channel. So be prompt, be personal, respond quickly. If someone complains or gives you feedback, even if it's a negative comment, make sure you're engaging with everyone. There are actually now a bunch of AI apps that integrate with Meta Business Suite that can help you manage auto replies to when people DM you. So it looks like you're always there to help or at least is like an intermediary option until you are able to get to your phone and engage with the customer who's DMing you. Okay, here's a really big one. If you take one thing from this episode, take away one thing from this episode, please take this. Don't be afraid to directly ask for what you want and or go out of your way to offer an extra level of service. I don't know what it is, but I think, are you shy? Are you not sure if it's appropriate to engage with customers on a deeper level or go one step further? For example, if you notice that someone is liking or commenting regularly on your posts, feel free to DM them, thank them, get to know them, ask them ask them if there's more information that would be helpful to them, be friendly and offer your support. You don't have to be a used car salesman. Show them that you've noticed their engagement, you've noticed them and that you appreciate them. Also, remind those people of the incentives that you offer. So let's say you offer a percent off for signing up for email. You can say, hey, are you signed up for my emails? You may not have known that when you sign up, you get 15% off your first purchase or whatever. You can also offer personalized product recommendations via DMs. If a customer is showing interest in a particular product, then you can suggest complimentary items or new arrivals or even things that haven't even hit your shop yet that you think might interest them. And I think, like, as I said, too many brands are afraid to be direct and assertive with customers or even with interested people. And you can't assume that everyone who follows you is seeing and or paying close attention to your content. So use Instagram as a service channel and be of service to these people who are engaging with you. Other tips, share informative content or tutorials related to your products like styling tips, gift guides. This can help customers understand your offerings better and see the value in them. You may wanna think about partnering with influencers to reach that broader audience because they can really help create authentic content that resonates, enhances your brand's credibility. 
Maybe you use Instagram to offer exclusive deals or promotions to your followers, and this can incentivize people to follow your account and again, increase customer loyalty. Another highly underutilized feature of Instagram when it comes to customer experience is live. Host live sessions, do Q&As, do your product launches, do special live events. That really helps create uh, a sense of community. Immediacy gives that personal connection to, to your brand. You can share customer reviews and testimonials. You can, as I mentioned before, use stories to do surveys and gather customer feedback. If you have a team, it's really nice to do like meet the team kind of content to show what it's like, a day in the life in your business, make your brand feel more relatable and engaging, and also other types of behind the scenes content, whether that's early previews, sneak peeks, day-to-day stuff, sitting at the bench, choosing gemstones, whatever that may be. How then can you use Instagram as a springboard for other marketing efforts? Once you start to actively and more proactively engage, those analytics from Instagram can provide valuable insights into your customer preferences and behaviors. And then that can be used to tailor content and strategies on your other digital marketing channels. And really understanding what content resonates with your audience on Instagram can guide your approach to content creation elsewhere. Also, So important. This needs to have synergy with your email marketing. So Instagram can be used to help you grow your email subscriber list if you're promoting signups through posts and stories. You can offer exclusive content or discounts to subscribers and create that mutual benefit between your Instagram presence and the health of your email marketing list. And also, in general, this will create enhanced customer service and a feedback loop. So if you're using Instagram for customer experience and customer service, that of course will boost overall customer satisfaction, leading to positive reviews, word of mouth marketing, and happy customers, excited customers are more likely to engage with the brand on Instagram and other platforms, recommending it to others, leaving positive feedback. In this upcoming chat with Hillary, I'll be talking with her about her own habits for engaging with comments and DMs on Instagram, how she uses feedback on Instagram to grow her business and more. Hey, Hillary, I'm excited to chat with you about all the time you spend on Instagram. Hi, Larissa. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's talk about my Instagram addiction. Yeah, but in all seriousness, I mean, a lot of the engagement that you get with your customers is on that platform. So, of course, it makes sense for you to spend time there. And I'm really interested to know, like, how you use it as almost like a customer service slash customer experience platform. So tell me, what are your habits with like engaging with comments and DMs on Instagram? Um, well, I don't have any notifications, so that's one thing. And then, um, but that just means that I'm checking it all the time because I'm not being notified that there's stuff. So I'm always like, Ooh, I wonder if there's something new. 
Um, so with comments, I will try to always respond to comments. I feel like people are taking the time to look at my posts and say something hopefully nice. So, um, you know, I either reply with a simple thank you or, you know, if it warrants something more or, um, a simple heart, like, you know, if gem dealers are liking something or, you know, commenting on something, I will either put a heart if I'm feeling nice, or if I don't <laughs> feel like dealing with gem dealers, I will go and block them because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's so many. So, um, it really depends on my mood, um, what I'll do with gem dealers, but, um, and then the same with, with DMS, you know, I will try to be, you know, as courteous and kind and amenable as I can with DMS, just like, you know, trying to find out what people need, what they want. And then of course, if there's comments where people are just kind of asking for something more than I feel like talking about in the comments, like prices and things like that, I'll always move that over to DM. Mm -hmm. I'm sure since like you occasionally have posts that I guess go quote unquote viral, you probably get a lot of engagement and interaction from people who just aren't like regulars or they're not familiar with your brand. So I wonder if you get anything that like surprises you or kind of throws you off a little bit. Yeah. I've gotten some ridiculous comments before and I'll just, I just delete them and block the person. You know, I'm not going to engage with something that seems like it could be like a trolling situation. Um, I mean, I guess the comments that throw me off the most I'm always just like, really? Are the people that that think they need to tell you what they think your jewelry looks like? You know, they're like, that looks like a ham sandwich, you know, or whatever the thing is. And you're just like, why do you think that I, first of all, care that you think my jewelry looks like that? Second of all, why do you think it's okay to put that? So anyway, I just delete stuff that I just, first, I don't want anyone else. Like, let's say someone really liked that necklace. And then they see that someone said it looked like a ham sandwich. I'm like, well, I don't even want them to get that idea in their head, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'll just delete stuff like that. But I get some weird, I get, especially on posts that, that goes, you know, quote unquote viral. I've gotten some weird stuff. (laughs) It's probably good also that you don't put prices like in captions, because I've seen a lot of comments where people are like, that's really expensive. And I'm like, yeah, but that's also relative to you and your situation, you know, and people like to talk about money a lot in comments. Yeah. Yeah. I did that when I first started and I realized pretty quickly that, um, I should do that. You know, I would say another comment that I get and I get DMS about this and I get comments about this and I feel kind of bad about it, but people, they want to know exactly how I do my captured setting. Mm. And they want to know like exactly what torch I use, you know, they want to know. And I just, it's kind of like, I hate being like secretive, but it's like, it's not rocket science, but it's kind of like my special sauce, right? It's like, you don't ask a restaurant like, Hey, can I get that exact recipe for your, you know, that amazing soup that's, you know, that everyone goes crazy for or whatever. So, um, I, in DMS, I will just, I've gotten to the point now where I just kind of ignore it. I feel bad, but you know, in the past I've been like, no, sorry. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then in DMS, I've said something before or in comments, I got some snide 
comments back from someone that thought I was rude for not telling them how I did it. So I don't know. That one kind of throws me off a little Mm. bit, too. I mean, I don't blame you. There's such an issue with like copycatting in this industry today. And I don't know. I think a lot of people feel entitled to information that's out on the Internet and they don't think about, oh, there's like an actual maker behind this who's trying to make a living. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that you've ever gotten feedback that actually like inspired or influenced new products or new designs or like working towards something that would satisfy like customer requests? Yeah, generally if if you know there's a post that goes crazy and gets a lot of comments or you know if a post if if because of the post something sells right away, you know, that's a good indication to me that like was it the stone? Was it, what was it about the design? And then, you know, I'll make a little mental note, like, yeah, get some more of those stones in that color or, you know, whatever. And, you know, try to make a, a design that's fairly similar. Um, and then a lot of my posts will inspire custom design. And so then working with a client through, you know, some sort of new design for them always ends up spurring new ideas for designs anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's such a great feedback tool. Yeah. Well, you had that one post, um, I won't mention the gemstone cause we'll keep the drop secret, but there was a post that went viral in July and it really got like a crazy amount of attention. So Hillary immediately was like, I need to get my hands on more of these stones. So yeah. she'll be doing another drop later in the year. <laughs> Who knows how that will go. Right. Like, it's so surprising. I feel like you, I feel like, yes, it, Instagram is a great indicator. I think it also is a great mystery. You know, like I will have posts that get several thousand likes and people are sharing it and bookmarking it. And that piece will just stay on my website for months. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know. I know. We I were just, we were just talking about that in the meeting. So it's like, yes, on one hand, it could be a good indicator. But on the other hand, we don't know why this one post of Hillary's is getting so much attention, yet no one has bought this piece that's been sitting on her website for months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm like, maybe my caption isn't direct enough, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't have a call to action in the caption. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Have you ever thought about um, like more proactively responding to commenters with like, Hey, you can buy this. Not, not like in those words, but basically that vibe. (laughs) I think if I kind of came up with something that made sense, like I'd have to think about it a little bit and not that I want to come up with something boilerplate, but something that, um, would sound not, not, not too salesy and pushy, but yeah, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah, I guess too. I mean, you probably have people in your comments that you've come to recognize, like when they comment, I'm sure there are like regular commenters. I wonder if that would be someone who you could feel more comfortable saying like, hey, do you want to see a video of this on? Like I can send, I can DM mm-hmm. it to you kind of thing. So it's not just like a buy this, but more like an introduction mm-hmm. to like a sales conversation or something like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. So also I'm sure on Instagram, people who buy your jewelry share pictures as well. Do you typically get like fans and clients um, 
sh- uh, sharing pictures of them wearing your jewelry? I get some. Um, and that's not anything I usually ask for. Um, but I do get some. And if I like the picture and I like the way they've styled it, then I will definitely share it in my stories. Uh, it's been a while since I've gotten one where I'm like, Ooh, I'm not going to share that. You know, it's, it makes you kind of feel bad. And that's why I generally don't ask people to do it because I will feel bad if someone went to the trouble of taking the picture and then maybe it's a bad, you know, quality image or something. And then I don't end up using it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) You don't have as good quality control on those pictures. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's tricky, but you know, I have, um, I have one client in particular and, you know, he always, um, sends really cool pictures of like my orb layered up with like Marla Aaron, um, little carabiner thingies. And, um, yeah, he does a great job layering his necklaces. That's cool. And I I think we may have talked about this before, but that could even give you an idea of like, how to style showing people how they can style Mm -hmm. to incorporate the products like into their own personal collection. So that's really cool Mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's a guy, like it makes me so happy (laughs) that there's, there's, you know, men and women wearing my jewelry. Yeah. That's awesome. So going back to the DM stuff, do you often, or have you ever just sold a piece like through DM, like they bypassed the, the checkout experience on your site and like, how often does that happen? For sure. That's, that's definitely happened. I would say less so since I've been more regimented with like my monthly product drops. Um, because a lot of what I post is like, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. But, um, before when I wasn't so set on that model, I definitely would get a good amount of sales through, um, direct message. And, you know, if people want to see, you know, more videos or, you know, I get a lot of requests from people who are like, yeah, I want to see what it looks like in the ear. And, you know, so I'll send them some as best as I can do with take, I am so bad at taking pictures of earrings on myself. I am so <laughs> impressed with people that can do that. I just, I can't do it. Um, I'm totally trying to. And it's like the earrings like so on the edge of the frame. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how people do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll try to send them whatever they need in terms of getting a good look. But, um, you know, you, you just never know people. Sometimes people just want something and they want it right then and there. And then we'll just do it through like, you know, Venmo or PayPal or something mm-hmm. like that. So have you ever had Instagram lead to like a significant opportunity or collaboration for your business? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like my whole, my whole business has been one big Instagram opportunity, honestly. Um, but a couple of years ago I was contacted by, um, Brian, pump who organizes that, uh, mad about jewelry show at the, um, gosh, the art museum in New York. I'm blanking on the name of it right now. And she invited me to be in the Mad About Jewelry show just mm-hmm. from finding my jewelry on Instagram. Actually, one of the board members at the museum. Oh, the museum is that of the Museum Design. of Art and Design? Yeah, I was just going to yes. say. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the board members follows me and I guess she sent Bryna my info and then Bryna, um, like what she saw. So that was really cool. I got to go to New York for a week and show at that, ah. um, at that show. And because of that show, I have some great repeat clientele. 
So it was, it was really fun too. I mean, it's just, it's always fun to go to New York. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really cool that that resulted from Instagram. I like that. I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like COVID was kind of closing out, you know, we've got, you know, we'd all been boosted a few times and it just felt like, okay, we can do these things, you know? And then if you don't have anything to say about this, that's fine. But I'm curious if there's any sort of relationships you have with your retailers on Instagram. Like, are you guys reposting each other's stuff? Is there, do you find new retail partners through Instagram? Like, how does that influence that part of your business? It's, it's huge. Um, so yeah, so my retail partners right now, if they share my jewelry in a post, I will definitely share it in my stories. And, you know, um, if I'm sending a new collection to a store, I'll try to post pictures of that, uh, as I'm sending it and saying like, it's going to be at the gallery soon. Or if I'm just kind of having like, um, a spell where I don't have, I'm like, "Hmm, I don't really have much to post right now. Like I'm more than happy to go dig through my pictures and find pictures of jewelry that might be at galleries and just do posts about that. Um, And then I've definitely, I've gotten, gosh, I mean, I feel like every, every store I'm in, besides maybe some local stores, I think it's all because of Instagram. I've approached stores through DM, um, stores have approached me through DM and it's, it's absolutely, it's just as important of a tool for retail partners as it is for direct, I feel. Yeah, that's such a great thing for everyone to remember because I think, yes, Instagram could be like this customer service, direct access channel to your customers. But yeah, you got to remember all those other partners that can make your business mm-hmm. flourish too. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, th- every store is different, right? Like some stores might not like a DM. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay to say, hey, I love your shop. You know, the, you you carry some incredible designers. Or if it's not necessarily just a jewelry store, you can say, like, I love the clothes that you um, sell in your shop. Would, would you mind if I sent you a line sheet? Or, you know, you never say, like, my jewelry would be great in your shop. Like, you just never say that. But, um, and if they, they say, yeah, great. It's just, it doesn't hurt, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great reminder for everyone. Um, yeah, thanks. go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> That's our encouragement <laughs> for today. <laughs> well, thanks, Hillary. It was great to hear your perspective on on this topic. You're welcome. Great to see you, Larissa. Thank you. you what did you think about the interview? Are you excited to follow Hillary on this journey? I highly encourage you to check out Hillary's website, hillaryfink.com. And follow her on Instagram at Hillary Fink Jewelry. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Let me know in a podcast review or YouTube comment what you think. All right, let's get into the gold mine. This is a segment of the podcast where I get a little more personal and share insights on entrepreneurship, mindset, success, growth, all things business. And in this week's gold mine, I'm really eager to dive into some of my reflections from the recent Black Friday and Cyber Monday frenzy. It's already been about a week since that weekend event, but I'm recording this just a day after Cyber Monday, so all my thoughts and feelings are still very fresh and buzzing around in my head. 
So let's talk about the most important thing this year. First of all, and I think this is more and more every year, the whole landscape of Black Friday has shifted so much toward online shopping that that old school concept of doorbusters seems very out of date now. I like to kind of joke about which doors we're going to be busting on Black Friday because we all know we're going to be in our pajamas shopping online. So instead, now we have this marathon of deals that span several days, even weeks, maybe, leading up to Black Friday. And it is both exciting and a bit overwhelming. So in my gold mine today, I want to approach this kind of from like a dual perspective, both as a regular consumer and also as a marketer. So I think I have a unique vantage point that allows me to kind of observe and dissect my own shopping behavior with that bit of insider knowledge. I'm kind of like looking over my own shoulder as I'm shopping. So going into the Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend, I had a shopping list. I was like very specific about what I needed and wanted. And that helps me stay focused and not get sidetracked by those very tempting impulse buys. And I was already on email lists for most of the stores I was wanting to shop from, including many, many more, which is why I need a list so I don't get distracted. And I kept a close eye out for emails from these brands even before Black Friday hit. I know it sounds like I have a lot of time on my hands, but I'm trying to be a very efficient and strategic shopper. So most of the items on my wish list, I was able to snag through those early Black Friday deals. But the marketer in me, as well as the consumer in me, was like a little annoyed and anxious about it because we, you know, you get those early Black Friday deals. But you keep wondering, and I, as a marketer, I'm like, is this a tactic to get me to buy sooner? Will a better deal be just around the corner? And at the same time, I'm like, I just want to get my shopping out of the way. I don't know if I want to wait till the weekend to see if a better deal comes. But it was a little bit, talking about customer experience, annoying because it was unclear whether or not a better discount was coming. And instead of getting me to just bite the bullet and buy as the discount was in front of me, I felt like there was kind of a lack of transparency. Like, I don't know, just tell me this is the best discount and that you're going to have it through the weekend rather than me like having anxiety about whether or not to buy it. Because what might happen is I might change my mind during that time that I'm waiting for perhaps a better discount to come. Or maybe I ended up buying that thing somewhere else. So there is that potential downside to doing that like nail-biting early Black Friday deal. And that's really something to keep in mind for you as a business. Like, is it worth potentially risking your customers wondering if a better sale is going to come, or would you rather just be super transparent about what you're doing and get them to understand, you know, this is the best discount, or maybe the discount is not necessarily better or worse, but it's a different type of discount that you'll be offering later. I did also see that a lot. 
So there's also, when it comes to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, one thing on my list was this kind of bougie dog treats (laughs) that my dog really likes. I bought them last year on Black Friday. I got a really good discount on them. So they were on my list. I was high on high alert. I was looking for the emails from the brand. I noticed they hadn't emailed me in a while. I looked at their site repeatedly. There was no news, even on Black Friday. And I was kind of disappointed because they're a type of like more high-end thing that I wouldn't normally buy, but then I'm encouraged to purchase in quantity when there is a sale. And surprise, on Cyber Monday, this retailer decided to do a sale, but I had already purchased dog treats somewhere else because I kind of gave up and didn't think anything was coming. And I'm sharing that story because that flash sale strategy for Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, I'm not sure if it's super effective. I think that it makes a little more sense to kind of prep your customers, get them excited to fill their carts, build anticipation, and be kind of transparent about what you're doing. If you only want to have a Cyber Monday sale, I think that's fine. But I think you need to kind of prep people for that because a lot of people are getting their shopping out of the way much earlier. And then by the time your sale comes, they may not even want to purchase anymore. Another thing that kind of bugged me as a consumer and as a marketer during Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend was a sudden influx of emails from brands I barely hear from throughout the year. I don't know if like most people not in marketing would even notice such a thing because I don't know how closely they pay attention to email marketing, but these emails suddenly, very conveniently, pop up out of the blue with their Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. While I personally was very firmly sticking to my list, it was actually a little bit annoying for me or jarring to suddenly remember these brands existed very last minute because there were a few instances where I'm like, well, if I had kind of mentally plan to buy this thing or I had remembered this brand sooner and kind of worked it into my holiday gift budget, I think I would have waited for their Black Friday deal. But because I kind of had forgotten about them, they were not on my list and I did not participate in their kind of desperate attempt at getting me to buy. So what are the takeaways for next year and what are some tips you can use? Well, I would say if you can, now that you're fresh in your own like perceptions of Black Friday or what you want to be doing or what you've seen that you thought was interesting, start kind of brainstorming next year's Black Friday Cyber Monday strategy now. And then don't be like those brands that just like come out of the woodwork when they want people to shop. You need to keep your communication steady and consistent all year round so that you don't come off as desperate or out of place during the holiday season. And when it is time to launch your sale, be clear about what's happening. Be transparent. Give your customers plenty of notice and then promote your deals frequently. To you, that might feel like overkill, 
But remember that not everyone sees every email. I mean, there's like a million emails. You would be lucky if a customer sees like one of your email announcements. During this Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, the only brands that really annoyed me were the ones where I'm like, wait, who are you again? Because again, they hadn't been consistent with their marketing and they hadn't warmed me up to purchase. I'm really curious to hear about your Black Friday, Cyber Monday experiences, both from the selling and buying sides. So drop me a line in an Instagram DM, leave a review on the podcast or comment on YouTube. Let's chat about it. Did you have any questions about today's episode? You can always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're completely new to digital marketing, then you'll want to purchase and read a copy of my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy. Visit joyjoya.com slash book for more information.